What's going on? Welcome to the Barbecue Happy Hour Podcast. I'm Big Dan, I'm here with Messy and Mike, and we are ready to talk about barbecue, life, family, sports, whatever comes up. Let's get going. Here we go with episode number 12. Messy and Mike and I got a chance to sit down with the one and only Leanne Whippin. Leanne is a champion pitmaster, has been featured on multiple barbecue TV shows, has run successful barbecue restaurants, is a brand ambassador for Pit Boss, sells a killer pork rub called Pig Powder, and most recently is a 2022 Barbecue Hall of Fame inductee. Listen in as we talk all about this stuff and more on the Barbecue Happy Hour. Here we go. There she is. Hello. Hey, Leanne. Hey, Leanne. Can you hear me? We can. Hi, how yes, are you? We can. Good. Oh, look right, at you with cool. your, your little brick background going on. That's very nice. <laughs> we try. <laughs> we try. So basically, um, what this podcast um, is about, you know, we're, we try and get people to know you. Obviously, a lot of people know you. So, um, you know, kind of get a, to know a little bit about your background, um, you know, how you got started. Um, but then we also try and get to know you, you know, um, aside from barbecue, because a lot of the podcasts out there are barbecue, barbecue, barbecue. And, um, you know, we just kind of want to get to know you as, you know, as a person, um, you know, outside of your craft. Okay, so, cool. Laid, laid back. Um, but I just I just want to say, uh, and Dan Dan's probably sick of me <laughs> saying this, um, <laughs> I don't remember what conference it was at the MBBQA, but um, we were all sitting around a table having a bunch of cocktails, and you picked up a um, plastic bag of rub on the table. Didn't know whose it was. You were just looking at it, and... Um, uh-huh. Julian, Julian humans, um, hit me on the shoulder and he said, Hey, he goes, Leanne Whippin just picked up your rub. Don't say a word. I said, okay, <laughs> I won't. And, um, you started looking at it, tasting it. And then you went in for another taste and you said, wow, you go, this rub is fantastic. Whose rub is this? And then Julian, um, reached over and he said, Oh, that's messy. Mike's rub. And ever since that day, like <laughs> I've been on like cloud nine. Oh, that's so sweet. That might have been, I don't know, Austin maybe or Memphis. Either, I don't even know. It was either Austin or it was um it was either Austin or Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, it could have been Nashville. But I want to say it was Austin. If it was a long time ago. Did I mm-hmm. did I did I talk in one of the classes? Did I teach a class there? Do you uh, remember that? Probably not. Who cares? I think, I think you might have. I think you might have. Yes. So yep. you know where the convention's going to be this, well, February, right? They announced yeah, Florida? it. Florida? Yeah, it's going to be in Orlando. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. So they've asked me to uh, be in charge of, what did Cal say? I think I'm putting together like all the programs and stuff for it. The educational programs. Oh, I nice. think that's what it is. Oh, nice. Yeah. So as a matter of fact, we're going to have a call this week. Now that he finally solidified the uh, space, let me see what he said. Well, I am glad. Yeah, it's in I'm going to head up. I'm going to head up the educational sessions for the conference. That's what it is. Okay, cool. Very cool. Nice. So, Leanne, to get things started, um, you know, you've been you've been on TV. Um, you just got inducted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame, which is fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations! Um, Thank you. How how did you you know how did you get started into barbecue? What um, you know, what kind of made you take this route um, that you're going into the whole barbecue world? 
Um, well, it's kind of twofold. Um, I got involved out of college working for hotels and food and beverage. All right. So I did that for 15 years. So I got to know, you know, food and the business. And then on the other side, my dad and I got involved with the Kansas City Barbecue Society in 1996. And we took our first judging class and he was uh, quite good friends or he still was uh, with Carolyn and um, Gary Wells. And so when we got our judging certification, I was living in Atlanta at the time, working at the Hyatt Regency Atlanta, and there was a KCBS contest there. And my dad had an old Oklahoma Joe, and I said, let's go compete. And he's like, I don't know. And I said, well, we took the class. We know what they're looking for. We've cooked barbecue. You've been cooking it. He was cooking it for years. And he goes, oh, why not? Let's just give it a shot. And so he agreed to come up from, you know, from North Carolina, meet me there and compete in our first contest. And I said to him, they're doing a whole hog too. And he goes, absolutely not. This is our first contest. We are not going to do a whole hog. And I was like, okay, fine. I get it. And so I hang up the phone and I, I've told this story before. The phone rings five minutes later. He goes, where do you want me to get the hog? And we ended up doing at our first KCBS contest, a whole hog on the Oklahoma Joe. Uh, and we jerry rigged this flip thing with chicken wire and two broomstick handles and trying to get it in there on an angle. And then my dad, uh, he, he kept he kept it a secret for years. He thought it was this big deal that he did the trapezoid cut. I'm like, what's the trapezoid cut? I mean, I know what a trapezoid is. Well, we did yep. that in the belly. And, you know, my dad's rub is pig powder, which my sister and I now take care of that. Uh, but we loaded it up with pig powder and we injected it through this trapezoid door. And mm -hmm. um, so th anyway, we ended up winning gr uh, grand champion at that. And there was there was close to 100 teams. So it was um, wow. pretty surreal. We got invited to the Royal. And of course, we trekked out there with the Oklahoma Joe and went to the Royal. And then we won first place in pork. So, I mean just out of the gate it was an incredible feeling and i i think anyone who's gotten a call let alone a gc you know will, that feeling is hard to put into words um mm -hmm. but anyway that that that's kind of when the barbecue bug bit me and i knew i couldn't make a living at it you know i kept my hotel job but i thought well you know i know a lot about catering i'm going to buy a trailer so i in um when was it 2000 2001 maybe i bought my um it's a 24 foot trailer with a jed master on the back and um so i was going to vend at barbecue fairs and festivals to make a living but also be able to compete i mean that was the goal i had to compete you know but i had to yep. also make a living a little bit too so i bought the trailer from habitual smokers took it to virginia got it licensed and started doing and i quit my hotel job and then I decided, okay, uh, this is not making enough money. I mean, it was hit or miss <laughs> festivals, right? So I'm like, oh, bright idea. Let's open a restaurant. So just to keep this short, I opened up uh, Woodchicks Barbecue in Chesapeake, Virginia in uh, 2004. I did a full build out, making the kitchen larger because I was going to focus on catering and only sat like 35. Well, it, it got so crazy busy that I was like, oh, wow, maybe I should open another one. And... So at my first one, Bobby Flay did the throwdown with me there, which I won. So that, of course, mm -hmm. pumped up the business. Yeah. So in uh, 2006, I opened up my second place, which was in a mall, and the health department let me ferry my smoked meats over there. So they were getting authentic barbecue in the mall. And then 
I took the big step of uh, opening a 300-seat freestanding restaurant with a drive-through, and I put in a bar, and we had bands and stuff in 2008. And these were all wood chicks in Chesapeake. And um, eventually, my first lease ran out, so I could focus on one. I mean, I was running the whole thing myself, and I was trying to compete and do everything. And then in 2010, the opportunity came up in Chicago, and then I did Chicago Q there. So I'll stop at that point, so if you want to ask more questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got started, but I just kept competing alongside of the restaurant. You know, I was trying to get accolades and boost the business and um, also my love of competition. Yeah, I, I'm kind of a freak like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So my dad got me into it, you might say. So when was that first competition? In 1996. That's when I went with 96. my dad. Okay. And we went under the name. So a lot of people think my dad and I competed a lot together. And that's kind of a misnomer. Uh, we competed at that contest together under the name of Team Boris. And that was based on a... In Tryon, North Carolina, he started that state competition there. But they have like a mascot in the middle of the town or whatever you want to call it. And it was a wooden horse... And so he decided instead of calling it uh, Morris, he'd do it Boris, you know, after a bore. And so we <laughs> competed on the team name Team Boris. And we did that also in Atlanta. And really, that was that was all we really competed together with, because then I hit the road myself and I would ask him to meet me at places. But he wasn't really cooking with me. He I mean, he he definitely taught me a lot. Don't get me wrong. But he was my taste tester, which is super important for turn-ins, um, sure. except for this one particular time. In Bel Air, Maryland, <laughs> um, chicken was always a struggle for me. All right. He tastes my chicken. He spits it out on the ground. He goes, this is the worst chicken you've ever cooked. Well, oh, wow. it was my first first place chicken. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> that particular That's one. awesome. Yeah, I was like, there you go. Well, he, he doesn't like that sweet sauce. So, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I just I've just been doing restaurants and barbecue for 26 years. Yeah, it's it's just been my life. All facets. I mean, now I'm doing um, co-host of Barbecue Nation once a week, which is a radio show slash podcast, brand mm -hmm. ambassador for Pit Boss Grills. Um, I got out of the restaurant business last April. Here I opened up a place in Tampa in 2018 when I moved down from Chicago. And that just wasn't working out just because of COVID and it was too small. We had four partners, so two of us got out. Anyway, it's been kind of weird not being in the restaurant business. So, of course... Uh, I have my trailer here and I decide I'm not going to have my trailer just sit around and do nothing. I mean, I took it to a comp at the Florida State, you know, this past year. But um, so I am partnering with a former Tampa Bucks uh, football player who has some property in a really great location down here in Tampa. And I just sent in the health department paperwork. So I'm going to do a little food truck thing just because I just can't keep my hands out of it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That sounds cool. Wow. Yeah. So. And yeah, you can you can of... win grand champions with a uh, Oklahoma Joe. Yes. So Although that cooker is now gone. Yeah. I my dad was like I had taken it to Chesapeake at my restaurant there because I used it in the throwdown with Bobby Flay and. Uh, so then when I left Chesapeake and went to Chicago, I took it back to North Carolina and it, it was like a 
a very sentimental piece of equipment for me, but I have a, you know, I have a Jambo and the big trailer and the Gen Master. I couldn't take everything to Chicago. So I said, you know, just hang on to it. And, and anyway, he got sick and tired of, you know, keeping it around and, you know, it started rusting out and he's like, I got somebody that wants it. And he ended up just giving it away. And there was, and I was like, okay, dad, go ahead and do that. And so it's gone. So it's somewhere in North Carolina. It's probably a rust bucket now. <laughs> Somebody planted yeah. some flowers in it or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how did how did you get um picked up with Bobby Flay if if you know um So I had won um Bel Air the barbecue bash up there and we got featured me and my two girls, Wood Chicks, got featured uh, a full page no less, um, on this article in People magazine. And also, the Food Network reached out to the organizers of the Bel Air Bash and was inquiring mm -hmm. about, you know, competitive teams or whatever. So Food Network got in touch with me via that. And then when they called me, first off, I had never seen, you know, the throwdown with Bobby Flay. So I didn't even know what they were talking about. And they didn't even tell me that. What they said was they wanted me to and they they paid for the FedEx for a tape or a DVD, whatever it was. And they said, we want you to cook a pork butt for dummies. So I remember sitting in front of my old hickory, which was faced through the wall of my restaurant and I had the doors open and I had a table out there and I did, and I had a certain time limit. I want to say it had to be done in like less than five minutes. So basically I did my instructional video on how to cook a pork butt for dummies. Well, it wasn't a week later. They said, we're sending a film crew up and we're going to do sh a show called The Grilling Gals. And I was like, okay. And they said, we'll be up there for a couple of days. We want you to take and um, do like a buffet outside in the back of your restaurant because there was a big parking lot. And they said, invite your customers and invite, um, you know, the police department if they're involved, which I was, you know, I was tight with the police and the fire department. The fire trucks came. They had, we had a buffet out there um the first day and um no bobby flay i didn't even know that that's what this was and they basically i took him to where i buy my wood and you know that kind of thing it was kind of like just showing the background of it all and then the mm -hmm. next day things kind of got like died down low-key and i set up the buffet area i had my oklahoma joe out there i was pulling pork butts and they asked me to do pork in particular and um all of a sudden there's a drive that was on the side and a Bobby Flay drives up with his rig and comes by, you know, via the back there. And they said, this is a throwdown with Bobby Flay. And we're doing a pulled pork sandwich with coleslaw. And all I have to say is I'm glad first off that I didn't know he was coming because I would have been a nervous wreck. The pork yeah. was already <laughs> done at that point. You know what I mean? So it was like, yep. it is what it is. They had two KCBS judges there judging blind. Um, and Bobby was like, doing weird I remember him putting a lot of pepper in his slaw and he was like it, it, it he was trying to make it too much right but at right. the same time I I just I really wanted to win and I used my dad's pig powder and I remember his assistant coming up to me and saying this is the best pulled pork I've ever had and that dry rub is off the hook and serious that pig powder even transcends into the barbecue brawl that I did with Michael and Bobby and I think you'll hear mm -hmm. in the show Bobby's like if Leanne's got her pig powder we're gonna do just fine <laughs> I mean it's that good um 
but yeah, so I ended up winning uh, the throwdown with him, which was, it was awesome. I mean, it was, it was a great experience and he was very cool. He inv invited my mom and I over to a stadium where he was in town for um, doing like some kind of stage cooking thing. And, you know, we went to the green room. He had to sit up front and he gave us the food that he was cooking on stage and brought it right to us. And then afterwards he signed autographs, you know, for hours. I mean, he, he, he was very gracious. He's a very cool guy. That's cool. And especially uh -huh. that it was the product that you're just making normally, right? It wasn't yeah. like you were. Yeah, doing it wasn't it. anything that's, special. It was like I was says, just doing my normal thing. <laughs> yeah, that says a lot. That says a lot. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So now, how anyway. Did you, how did you know um, when you, you know, when they said set up catering and, you know, set up the buffet table, mm -hmm. how did you know how many people to set up for? <laughs> because I knew, um, well, I kind of knew that there'd be at least a hundred people there. I mean, I sent emails to people and I, I don't, I think we put a sign up at the restaurant. I figured just with the people that I knew in town and family mm -hmm. and friends of family, there'd be at least a hundred. So I was prepared for that. It really didn't matter if I, I knew I was going to have enough food because I actually made more than enough because I could use it in the restaurant. So it wasn't like a loss for me, you know, yeah, so. Right. Yeah, and I would say there was probably 150 maybe people that were there. And then after that, when I was in Chicago, the publishers of his throwdown book contacted me and they said, "We, you know, Bobby's done a lot of throwdowns, but we want yours to be in the book. And are, you know, do you want to do that? And I said, sure. So I'm in his throwdown book. You know, there's a picture with me and Bobby and me, my mom and Bobby and so, um, yeah, it's, it, it was very cool. So, yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Mm -hmm. So you've done, you've done restaurants, you've done catering, you've done, um, competitions, you're on the supplier mm -hmm. side. Uh, um, if you had to pick one of those areas to just say, all right, I'm going to put everything else aside and focus on this aspect of barbecue, which I know is never going to happen for any of us. But if you were, which, which is the thing that you tend to gravitate to the most? Which of those areas? Well, there's things that I gravitate to, but not for the right reasons. I mean, I love to compete, but what's, you know, it's a huge yeah, expense. Sure. The, the, the return ROI, whatever return on investment is not good. That's what I love to do, but um, it just doesn't make sense from a financial, sure. you know, yeah. gain or whatever. Um, I loved the restaurants when I was in the restaurants, but it was... Um, overwhelming it was 24 7 stress and i gave up a lot of family things and sacrifices um some regrets some not um you know you just can't you can't dwell on the past you know what sure. i mean i love the restaurants for what they were otherwise i wouldn't have done what i did i was fortunate to go to chicago i love chicago i was able to do elevated barbecue in an atmosphere that was killer um, so I've, I've seen, I, I've seen a lot of different facets of barbecue and I never took a brand ambassadorship seriously because I thought, oh, if I, you know, I had people say, oh, well, you, you know, buy my charcoal and do this. And I was like, you know, what, what if somebody comes along with a better charcoal that I, I like better? I don't want to be tied into whatever it is. I might like it for the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the timing for Pit Boss is really good. And I was intrigued by the whole pellet cooking and the fact that they were doing 
uh, they had they sent me the prototype for the barrel cooker. It wasn't just pellets. I mean, they're very innovative in a lot of other aspects. You know, you know from the griddles and and it it isn't all about pellets. They also you know have charcoal and um, and just they they're family run business. Anyway, I decided. I can focus and really give attention to the brand since I'm not in the restaurants. And I thought, what the heck, let's do it. And so I have no regrets on that either. So that's been a little over a year. And then when Jeff Tracy approached me to do the co-host on Barbecue Nation, I was like, what? How are we going to do that? You're in Portland. And anyway, we figured that out. And I said, you know what? If it's not a large commitment, which it's, it's a couple hours a week, but there is some homework to do. Um, Mm -hmm. I've really enjoyed that much more than I anticipated because I think you guys know that you get to meet people, um, on your podcast that you would, and speak with them and ask them questions that you just don't run into at a comp or in everyday life. So it gives you the opportunity to meet people and chat with people that you would never be able to do. And, and that's really, really cool. Um, and we get some really, as you guys probably do, I mean, we've had uh, the Galloping Gourmet on. We just had Michael Simon on. We're not just getting barbecue people. We're getting people um, on the business side of it. You know, isn't just competitors. And, and you guys know it's cool to learn the whole facet of the industry itself and what's trending. And it, I mean, there's always something happening out there. And yeah. and you try to stay on top of it. And then, you know, via your podcast, you try to communicate that to everyone so they, you know, they, they want to hear it and they want to listen to you. So I, I've enjoyed that a lot. Um, I thought it was going to be a little much for me, but it actually hasn't been. And um, yeah, so it, it's been it's been good so far. That's good. We just had uh, Lennon, Lennon Jeff on from Baseball and Barbecue. I love them. They told oh me to God. say hi. I, I oh, had, they are so cool. Yeah, I was I, emailing I, them today and they said, make sure we... Uh, Cause oh, I was, that's so sweet. Yeah, I was gonna, I was actually gonna record with them tonight. <clears throat> they had an opening slot, and then uh, Mike texted me and said, "Oh, we're gonna be on with Leanne tonight." So I emailed the guys and said, "I can't do it tonight." And they said, "Oh, well, tell her we said hi." So. Oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> yeah, those yeah, guys were they, cool. They are awesome. Really cool guys. Yeah, they run um, a great podcast. You know what's so nice about this podcast world? What I what I did not expect. I thought it was more of a competitive thing. Like you don't think that oh, you know, I'd be talking to you guys, or you know, I would, you know, be on Greg Rampy's show or whatever. And we all share the same interest. And it is, you know, we all want to do well, of course, with the numbers and that sort of thing. But it isn't like we're trying to beat each other up. We're all trying to, you know, do the same thing. And it seems to be a very amicable mm-hmm. thing. It's like competitions. You know, it's like we all want to win. But we also want to have a great time and, um, you know, and meet just people. Be nice to each other and meet people. Right. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cause Dan and I have been talking about this for, for ages to, to get this started. And, and with Dan opening up his restaurant and, you know, me doing the food trailer, um, we just didn't sure. really have time to do it. And then we, you know, one day Dan's just like, are we ever going to do this? So, Sure. So we started doing it. But again, it, you know, with COVID and everything, the conferences weren't going on. You know, right. you couldn't really get out and see people. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, it's a way to just stay connected. And it's been it's been great so far. We haven't had guests like Michael Simon, but, you know, yeah, that was we'll pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. He's fun. He's a little crazy. Uh, but um, but, you know, you don't even have to have like Michael Simon per se. I mean, just to crisscross. Mm-hmm 
of people in the industry, um, people that make, you know, grills and smokers or, you know, just the accessories. It's all very interesting. Yeah, we had, we had Matt on from Cotton Gin Smokers uh, a while ago. He was a, a great person to talk with, just hearing about his whole process of getting started with that. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, yeah, we've had restaurant people. We've had, um, we've had all kinds of different people on. So, I mean, what are we yeah, on? That's number what we need to do. 12 or 13 or something like that. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's been cool to get to just hear people's stories and how they got started and what they're doing now. And when Mike yeah. and I were talking <clears throat> originally, we were saying, yeah, you know, there's a lot of barbecue places, but let's get to know people outside of barbecue. And uh-huh. honestly, most of the time, barbecue people's world centers around barbecue. So most of what they end up talking about is barbecue anyway, which is fine. That's true. But, uh, yeah, it is yeah. fine. It is. A lot of, a lot of so... cool people that we've come in contact with. And, and everybody that I've, the few people that I've talked uh-huh. to that have listened to the podcast they that aren't in this world, you know, people that work for me or friends of mine or whatever, they said, that's really cool, man. There's like, sounds like a really cool group to be a part of. And I said, it is, man. The barbecue world is a lot of great people. It is. I, I can't even uh, compare it to any other group of people, quite frankly. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't. How did you become a, a brand, um, you know, for, for Pit Boss? Did, you, did, did they approach you? Were you using their stuff beforehand? Um, and like you said, you know, you know, when I was when I was doing the other podcast, um, Pit Life, you know, people, companies would come out and say, "Can you know, we'd love to sponsor you. Can you use our product? Can you use our product?" And I was always afraid because I use all different products. I didn't want to be right. stuck product. And so, that's what you happens. Know. You have to you have to uh, commit yourself, and then that's the big decision making thing. And also, it's a matter of compensation and what you're getting. I get social media. Um, a lot of what I hear from sponsors is through social media and they'll say, Hey, we'll send you some knives if you'll post for me or, Hey, I'm going to send you, uh, this charcoal. Why don't you give it a try? Tell us what you think. And then you'll go back and forth and tell them what you think. And if you like it, they're like, Hey, do you want to be a brand ambassador? And then you're like, well, what, what is that going to entail? And so you have to find out all, the nuts and bolts, because I will tell you that most brand ambassadorships do not pay. All of it is in product. All right. So your knife mm-hmm. companies, they aren't giving you a paycheck. They're giving you knives. Your charcoal companies giving you, you know, four bags of charcoal a month, whatever. So you have to really decide if that bag of or four bags of charcoal is worth your allegiance. And you also have to look at contracts and make sure you aren't signing like, and and most of these places don't, but you have to make sure you aren't signing like a year contract that you are solely going to use X charcoal. And that is, you're tied to that. So you have to use it in all of your videos and it's a big commitment. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of the, some of these commitments aren't so bad and they'll say, you know what, if you could just do a couple posts, we'll send you, you know, this and um, no commitment of, you know, like signing on. Pit Boss is a whole different deal. That's a brand ambassadorship at a whole nother level because, you know, then you're committing yourself to time and travel and, um, and you got to think about, I mean, I cook on, you know, Jambos, Jedmaster, you know, green eggs, you name it. I've cooked on it and I have most of the stuff here. Um, and I had to make that decision that I was going to make Pit Boss a priority and, and what the reasons were going to be. So 
Um, I had to really think about it and, and I, I thought it was the right time to do it. And it wasn't a lifelong commitment. If it didn't work out, you know, we would part ways. So it, it seems to work fine, but you just have to, you, you just don't want to be a brand ambassador to get free charcoal or a set of knives. If you know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. I mean, come on. I, you know, if you want to, that's fine. You have to believe in the product wholeheartedly. Otherwise you shouldn't be doing it. I mean, you really have to like it and, and use it. I mean, that that's what it boils down to. Yeah, absolutely. Have you, have you decided, are you doing, are you still doing many competitions? No, I did the uh, Florida State Championship. That was in February. I did that with my daughter. Um, I don't know. I hadn't competed a long time on the KCBS circuit, and I was very rusty, and I was like, I just felt like competing. It wasn't that far away, but it, it still was an investment. I mean, when it's all said and done, you know, with with everything, it was about sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars $1,700 to compete, and that yeah. was in my neck of the woods. Um, and I enjoy competing with my daughter and, and, you know, she just thought it would be a fun thing to do. So we weren't like, I mean, of course we wanted to win, but it was more of like getting back into it, see what's going on. I, I actually judge a lot cause I want to see what's current, what's going on. Um, mm. so that helps me as far as, you know, flavor profile, you know, and, and the boxes and, and what everyone's turning in. So that gives you a little bit of an edge judging, which, you know, I, I do recommend for some people. Yeah. Um, but, um, I, I'm just so disappointed and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I'm just so disappointed in, in the turn in food these days. It, you know, just, I, I look back at 20, 25 years ago and it just, it, people weren't like copycatting the sauce. I mean, it was like different turn ins. It was interesting. Um, it right now it, it's just so cookie cutter pretty much i mean yeah oh what are you going to turn in drummies instead of thighs you know it's like i don't know I, you just it it's just not the way it used to be and it, i did have a great time i love competitions but honestly i i just don't know if i'm going to do another one in the near future i really yeah. don't i'm not sure have you uh have you ever consider dipping your toes into the world of the SCA, the steak competitions? You know, I have. And I, I was impressed at the World Food Championships um, this past year. Um, and ironically, I happened to be hanging out in Sunny, in front of Sonny Moody and, and another past champion because I was very intrigued. Uh, so I was really watching him with a close eye. And I thought, you know what? This is this is fast. You just buzz in for a night. You buzz out. Uh, you know, it's steak. It's not a huge expense. It's still competition. So it gives you that vibe. And so I, I really watched it intensely. And then I, I talked to the guy at the National Barbecue Association who started the SEA. I apologize. I don't remember his name. He's like, you should do it. And I, and I thought about it. And I, I'm still thinking about it. I've just been kind of busy, but I, sure. I, I think I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind getting into it just because it's not as expensive. It's, yeah. it's still a competition. So yeah, I'm thinking about it. Uh, you thinking Ken Phillips or Brett Gallagher? Yes. Those are the two guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah it's Ken. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So um, I think it's pretty cool. I like it. We we've done. I think f this uh, last weekend was our fifth year. Uh, we do the first weekend of August at our place. We've done an SCA competition, and uh, it's fun. It's a blast. It's one of my favorite yeah. weekends of the year. They're just 
they're great people. Um, and like you said, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's an extension of the barbecue community. You know, it's part of it. I and, agree. uh, you know, the guy who wins first place, people aren't going, ah, oh, man, you know, everybody's congratulating them and giving them high fives and yeah. stuff. It's, it's a very, uh, it's a nice camaraderie of people to get along with. And, and they, the, a lot of them travel every weekend. I, I do our event in August and December. That's the only time I c- compete, uh, uh-huh. cause most of them are Saturdays, but, um, I mean, the guys will sit down with you and say, Hey, here's, here's some tips. Here's some things you can do. Here's a better way to pick your steak. I picked my steak and I showed one guy and he goes, ah, I would have picked something different because of this, that, and, you know, just showing you little tips and tricks on how to get just yeah, a little bit it was better. Amazing and, how much I learned in just one comp by talking yeah. to people and how, how much information they gave me. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Um, it wasn't everything, but it was a lot. <laughs> sure. I mean, I walked away. I was like, I can do this. Yeah. Um, but I took notes. Of course I was taking notes on my phone and, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, definitely the competition, the camaraderie, uh, you know, it's not as expensive. So you're still getting all the pluses from a KCBS contest or an MIM without a lot of the the negatives, yeah. you know, of the expense and uh, time away from home. and But you're getting all the positives, camaraderie, competition. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's cool. I like it. Yeah. Very cool. How how much do you travel for for the new show that you're on? Are you traveling, you know, weekly? Um, uh, are you talking about what the radio show? I don't travel. I do that remotely from here. No. And, um, um, when you were doing um the barbecue um brawl the, with um the brawl barbe- um yeah you know what that was um that was pretty much all shot down in um Austin I guess it was um so and it was kind of weird um they didn't really tell me until two or three days before I left that I was going, I had to go through everything that everybody else does, all of the, the Skypes and the interviews. And it, it, it was, it was kind of grueling. I would say it was one of the most grueling ones I've had. Um, and then they were like, just be ready and be ready to be gone for two weeks and have your bags packed. And yeah, it was like two days before. And, um, boom, there we were in Austin and it wasn't as long as season two and season three, because if you notice, they have more episodes. So we weren't out there as long as, as they were. Um, Mm. so I want to say it was like, and they also crossed over during COVID time. So I'm sure that took up longer. Mm. Um, but yeah, it it was, I don't know, about 10 days, two weeks. Yeah. That's all that show was. It wasn't too bad. So you like doing a lot of, um, shows and, and, that you don't really know what you're getting into until <laughs> that's what it seems like 24 uh, I don't have a choice they <laughs> I would love to know what I'm cooking yeah I was yep. on chopped yeah chopped uh that was oh just a blast um yeah now, was, was that shot. nerve-wracking like I, I oh, watched yeah. chopped and a lot of people say oh they show you what's in the basket before no they don't that basket, once it's open, you get no hints. Once it's open, that timer stops, starts, and it is game on. There is absolutely no peaky peaky before. You have no flipping idea what's in that basket, and you and the wow. clock starts rolling. It, hmm. it was it was awful. I had a what did I have? A porterhouse? Was it a buffalo porter? I don't know. I had provolone cheese. 
the porterhouse. Oh, Blue Mesa dough. Yeah, I'm in barbecue. Who knows about Blue Mesa? I was like, <laughs> what is Blue Mesa? And then um, a pina colada. Okay, so I was like, okay, great. What do I do with this glob of blue dough? So I thought, all right, I'll make a flatbread out of it. Um, so that's what I did, not knowing that you should flatten it and make tacos out of it. I didn't know. And then I, um, I did the porterhouse, which was no big deal. I like cherries grilled it, you know, direct heat and did something with it. And I sliced it, you know, across the grain and put that on the flatbread and, and grilled up some, you know, I think yellow and red peppers just to make it colorful, some onions. And then, um, I melted the provolone cheese on top and I was like, what do I do with this daiquiri? This is like a mess. So I just, I put it in a pot and reduced it down basically till it evaporated. I, you know, I tried to get it like almost like into a simple syrup type thing. And I added some, mm -hmm. I don't know, lemon juice or lime juice to it. And uh, that was my little sauce I put on top. And I remember, I forgot who the judge was that judging and she says, you know, I just, this reminds me, she was judging my dish. She goes, this reminds me of when I was growing up and my mom, she would burn toast. And I, that's what this reminds me of. It reminds me of burnt toast because I had actually burnt like part of the blue Mesa dough. And there was, you know, they only gave us so much. You only had so much time. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going bye-bye now. And it, it, I was actually so sick when I got there. They almost didn't let me on the show. They, I had to take my temp um, right before the show. And believe it or not, they said they had a backup person that was going to fill in for me. But I ended up having, when I got back to Chicago, I had um, pneumonia. And I was deathly ill because I didn't even taste oh, the wow. food before I sent it in. I, I had never been that ill before and um not that that's my excuse i still would have failed either way with that <laughs> dough. but uh yeah that that really is tough when you are given a basket and you have no idea and not only that part of the time is you got to go and get your equipment like what are you going to cook with you know and if somebody takes something that you want and it, it's it's very grueling it's a it's a tough wow. show to be on for sure as a matter of fact they, they called me like three times to be on that show and i turned them down turned them down and they were like, well, this is the grilling one. Do you want to do the grilling one? And I remember going to Melissa Cookston's house. She was doing a hog thing there. I was there with Sweet Baby Ray, and, and we were hanging out. And she had just gotten done doing Chopped. And she goes, don't do it. Just don't do it. And I was like, why? What happened? And she goes, she cut her finger really bad on that show. Oh, and no. she said, yeah, and she says, you just don't want to be under the spotlight, you know, and, and on a national television show and have something happen to you like it happened to me. And, you know, I'll never forget her saying that. And it's so true. I mean, it, it's risky. It's very risky. You got to yeah. really feel like you are on your game in order to dive into this because, I mean, you can, they can make you look really bad, you know, even if you aren't that bad. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. The selective editing and creative stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how they, they twist and turn and mold you into whoever they want you to be. So yeah, we were, we were doing a local fair here um, a few years ago and there was a guy who's got a fried uh, food stand and he's been, he's, he's big in that world. And he was on uh -huh. the, the fried masters or whatever it was sh show uh -huh. on uh, food network. And he was telling me that one of the competitions his fry oil was not getting up to temperature. And so he's grabbing stuff out and throwing it in other people's things. And he finds out at the end that they had turned off his propane or turned it down or something. 
And he's like, what are you doing? He goes, well, we, we, we wanted to see how you would react. You know, we wanted to see I... what, your, what your thing would do. So well, from our side as a viewer, you see it and you go, oh, man, look at this guy reacting. Well, he's crazy. And they yeah, got to facilitate some of that stuff. I'm surprised they did that because that doesn't seem cool to me. I did, however, have a similar situation, and it was not intentional on the producer's part, but I was doing one of the – the Pitmasters, the original one, you know, with Myron and all those guys. Yeah. And we were down yeah. in Texas. And I don't know if you saw, I remember it, but I had green eggs there. And the judge said, it's when we were watching the judge's judge. And she said that, that my food, she could taste lighter fluid. Well, I am so adamant not to use lighter fluid. I was appalled. I was like, how is that even possible? I did not use lighter fluid. Well, in the morning before we started that show, they were doing, um, they were filming like for, you know, the commercials for the show and like while the sun was coming up behind the eggs and all of that. So I'm there and I had, I had lit, I had uh, starters. I had fire starters in there starting that, you know, the lump charcoal. And then all of a sudden we get called away to hair, makeup, whatever. And then I come back out and the thing is just like burning up. I mean, it's like smoking, like, you know, it's amazing. I'm like, this is great. I'm glad you guys figured it out. Well, I found out after the fact is that the crew had put lighter fluid in it to have it smoke like that for the commercial for the shot. And yeah. so that's okay. how it got into my smoker because I was like, I swear on a holy stack of Bibles, I do not use lighter fluid. And then I found out after the fact, that's what they did. And of course, all the guys were razzing me when I got out after the judging. <laughs> they had all little things of lighter fluid sitting on my table. You know, like I, <laughs> I was like, thanks a lot. Rub it in. Like it was actually from Myron, you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So, but I can, I, they, they, they shouldn't really be able to do that with that fryer and turn the oil down. I yeah. mean, that's, that's not cool. I don't know. Maybe it was a boring show and they wanted to spice it up a little bit. I'm not sure. But yeah, uh, either way. I guess so. Well, Made for good TV, like I guess. It, yeah. Yeah. It's all about the ratings, right? <laughs> all about the ratings. Now, so. Leah, what do you have, uh, what do you have coming up in the future? Any, any big plans? Yeah, I've got, um, the induction of the Hall of Fame at the American Royal, which I'm excited about. Mm -hmm. So great, that'll be yeah. um, October 1st. And my family's coming out for that. So super excited about that. Um, I usually go to the Jack and Judge. Kind of on the fence this year. Um, I don't know. I, I want to go, but I, I'm just not sure I can get away. And then I'm starting the food truck in the fall. Um, maybe even sooner than that, because I have all the documents in and it doesn't take that long for them to come out and inspect and all that. And then I'll continue co-hosting the Barbecue Nation and then um, the World Food Championships in Texas. I will be, they're going to have five master judges there um, actually walking around. It's kind of a new format of the judging system where we can actually get like the 11th person that gets into the finals by walking around and observing these guys cook, not necessarily based on, you know, the taste, the eat method. And um, so that'll be cool to do. And, and that's in uh, November. So yeah, between, Oh, I'm teaching a class at Daytona at the track. Uh, so I, I just did oh, wow. that. So that's on November 18th, I believe it's Saturday there. It's going to be uh, promoted here shortly. So I'm doing um, a class for the uh, Bull and Board Barbecue Shop, which is right across from Daytona. But I think we're actually doing the class at Daytona and we're capping it. I think it's 75 people um, and I'm still figuring out the menu and everything. But since it's close to Thanksgiving, I'm thinking I might do something, not just a comp class. I'm going to do something 
you know, like brine turkeys or whatever it is. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be do, doing that in November too. So it's kind of busy, you know, for the next few months. Yeah. And in the middle of that, trying to figure out the classes for the NBBQA conference and. All yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, I have a conference yeah. call on that. <laughs> so I'm excited that it's not that far away. Although I would have liked to go to another city rather than Orlando, but it is convenient. Uh, so I'll be working with Cal and we'll work on, you know, well, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people working with Cal, but um, yeah. yeah, so um, helping out with the educational classes there. Very cool. Mm -hmm. I hope you guys are going to be there. We will be there. We will. Are you guys going to the Royal? Are you going to the Jack? No, no I've been, <laughs> I went to the Royal. Uh, I went to the Royal, I think in 2018. Um, my father and I went just to kind of see what it was all about. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a great experience. Good time. Um, but, you know, starting our barbecue business, it's, you know, I like understand. you said with the restaurant, we just don't have any time to do anything. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You don't. Yeah, people, people always ask me, what, do you do competitions? And I say, no, I don't. Cause they're always on a Saturday. And yeah, it's impossible. that's like our busiest, busiest day, day here. So yeah. But how, how is the restaurant and the truck doing and all that? Are you guys happy where you're at? Yeah, very much yeah. so. We we started with a we started with a trailer on the side of the road at my wife's family's uh, farm market here in central rural Pennsylvania mm -hmm. in 2013, and uh, we're growing and growing. And then in the beginning of last year, we opened up the restaurant, which you can see a little bit of it here behind me on our green screen. It looks but really uh, cool. it's, an, yeah. it's an old barn that we uh, converted over to our restaurant. So um, it's been going great. I mean, we we were outside before, so. You know, in the heat of the summer, things were slow. If it was rainy, it was slow. We uh -huh. had to have a pretty short season because, you know, the weather's not great prior to sure. April and it's not great after October. So um, moving inside has helped us to be open longer um, and the weather stuff doesn't really uh, matter as much. So, yeah, it's been it's been great for us. Good for you. Well, Thank Pennsylvania, you. they don't really have great, super great barbecue. I mean, it has drifted to the northeast. I'm from Jersey, so but they yeah, it's now. getting better. Yeah, they do now. There you go. I'm in New Hampshire, um, and there's yeah. pretty much no barbecue. Um, but, yeah, we started the food trailer in 2020. Um, we've been in business since 2014, but the trailer 2020. And, um, yeah, it's been going fantastic. We've we've won Best Barbecue in New Hampshire um, two years in a row. Um, Congratulations. We just, won, um, we just came in third out of um, the top five we came in third but we came behind like the two staples that have been in business for like 30 40 years wow so you know i'll take that um so sure. it's, it's been a good ride um you know we're looking to expand now and kind of figure that whole thing out but um like dan said you know trailers get hot we have two acs in the trailer but with yeah. five people and you know you're in a box they don't really work well so <laughs> no i i feel your pain i know i know but it's, I mean, no. it's a great experience. We love, you know, like my wife does the window and we have a couple other people that work for us, but she knows every single person's life, basically, you know, Hey, how's this going? You know, Very hey, important. You know it's, and it's, it's crazy. Just the, the relationship that you build with your customer base. And, you know, I think that's why people keep coming back as well. Cause we just, we treat them, we treat them like family. And that's you know? hard to find these days. I know my mom, mm -hmm. she used to work in the restaurant in Chesapeake all the time and everyone knew her as mom. I mean, they're like, Hey mom, you know, so I get it. And it sometimes, I'm not saying your food isn't outstanding, but sometimes 
it isn't the food doesn't have to be top notch. It's the overall experience, how you're treated, and customer service that will yep. sometimes mm -hmm. trump the best food out there. So yeah. good for you guys. Correct. Yeah, Thank that's you. good. Yep. So you're in Tampa. So um, uh -huh. you know, we used to we used to go to Tampa all the time. We used to stay in Indian Rocks Beach. Oh yeah, beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Used to go to Keegan's for you know for the seafood and for their uh, yeah. sangrias. Yeah. I, 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 it's awfully hot down here. Um, but, um, yeah, I moved down here to be closer to my daughter and my mom, who's down in Naples. My mom, my, my daughter's like a mile and a half away. I see her almost every day. So, um, yeah, there comes a point in your life when you're not getting any younger and, you know, I, I just not taking vacations or whatever and, uh, spent time with family and it's super important. So, I thought mm -hmm. I can sacrifice sweating in the Florida sun <laughs> yeah. yes. to be around my family. I mean, Chicago gets super cold. I love the weather up there, though. You know, you go into the heat when it's cold. You go into the AC when it's hot. You know, it's yeah. it's yep. not that difficult. And, you know, it's just weird coming from Chicago. And I didn't really drive around. And, you know, it's nice to be able to drive around, look at the palm trees. And, you know, when I'm driving across the bridge and look at the water and I'm fishing or whatever, I'm like, this is really not so bad after yeah. all. <laughs> you know, so. Oh, yeah. So um, what if you don't mind me asking, um, oh. what part of Naples? My whole family is in, um, is in Forest Glen in Naples. Forest um, Glen. Um, so my mom, she's on Tre Treasure Cove Port. I don't remember the actual uh, complex name off the top of my head, but it is okay. as you there is a golfing as you're going into Marco. OK, it's, it's yep. a couple miles before you get into Marco on the left hand side. Um, where they have the big golf, you know, where people are hitting golf balls and they have the big nets up on the left hand oh, yeah. side. Yep. yep. That's, that's yep. where she is. So she's real close okay. to Marco. She lived in Marco many years ago with my grandmother. Um, mm -hmm. so when, when I closed shop in, in Virginia, she hightailed it and she's like, I'm going back. And you know, Marco was out super expensive. Not that Naples oh, yeah. is not, but she was able to build her own house and, and she just loves it there. And she has great neighbors and it's, it's only, you know, a two and a half hour drive from me straight up 75 mm -hmm. or down. And it's, it's really great. Yeah. Your family yeah. must love Naples too. Cause it really is nice. Oh, you said your family, right? Mike. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so my, so my mom, mom and dad, um, they bought a condo down there uh, a few years back. Then my dad just recently retired and, um, you know, so they've been going down there. My sister and her family bought their old condo in Forest Glen. So uh -huh. she's actually, she just went down there for about a month and a half. Um, uh -huh. and it was really tough getting her back. She didn't want to come back. I was going to say, <laughs> so, she's not coming back. <laughs> yeah. And, and we will go down there um, for, you know, we're trying to go down there for a month this winter. Um, we went down there for two weeks last year. And it's, I mean, it's just like you said, it's a different way of life. You know, you wake up every morning. And it's like paradise. It really is. It's it's pretty mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. Except it gets a little crazy busy down there during the season. Yes. Uh, almost like Correct. it's out of control in the restaurants and the traffic. And, you know, it's turning into almost being a year-round community down there. Um, you know, my mom's always like, I can't wait till the season's over. And then, you know, I'll go visit her. Yep. And she's like, God, there's still traffic here. And she's, you know, it's <laughs> like people are staying year-round now. So, Yep. I don't know. Now, do you now do you golf? I do. I don't do a lot of golfing, but you know, I I will hit at the range. Um, years ago, my parents uh, we lived on a golf course before moving to the lake, and and so, um, you know, I used to hit 
golf balls a lot. I have my own clubs, but I just, I never really had the time to play. It takes time to play golf. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I do hope to play more. Uh, we go to my, um, my dad's house up in North Carolina every Thanksgiving. And we always golf up there cause you know, his house is on a golf course. So we're looking forward to this Thanksgiving to hitting the balls, but yeah, it's fun. I just wish I had, I wish I was better at it. I need some lessons, Everybody but I do does. enjoy it. Yeah, it is. It's a great sport. It really is. Yes. Do you play golf too? Yeah. I assume you do. I do. Both and, of you? Um, uh, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough. Does he to look be... like a golfer. <laughs> no, not enough to be good at it, but yeah, it's just, no time one's good at it though. You know, you know it's, it's, no, it's, it's an excuse to be outside for four to five hours, have a couple of cocktails and yep. just hit some balls. And you want yeah. to hit as many balls as you can because then you get your money's worth. That's correct. I live, I live on a farm. We have a four-wheeler. I can be outside drinking oh, cocktails anytime I want to be. So <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I don't, have to, I don't have to spend 80 bucks and four hours of time to do that, Mike. Yeah, yeah 80. Oh, my God. Check out the fees down here. You're talking. Oh, it yeah. is expensive. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I mean, I remember when golf used to be inexpensive and I used to snow ski a lot and like a lift ticket would be like 15 bucks. Now trying to ski is just an absolute. It's so expensive, especially in Florida. Uh, snow skiing. <laughs> 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 you almost got me. <laughs> Got me. I think they anyway. just they just build an indoor snow ski thing in like New Jersey, Rutherford, New Jersey, right outside New York City. It's like an indoor snow skiing, tubing, something else. Oh, that's I, I interesting. Saw that. yeah, yeah, I used I to just... work at uh, Vernon Valley Great Gorge, and there was a guy that I, I met up there that actually that was what he was going to invent. He actually had a prototype out in Colorado. And what it was, it was where you could do indoor snow skiing, yeah. you know, and that's amazing. They actually have it. Hmm. They do. Yeah. So, Leanne, where can um, so where can people find you on Instagram, Facebook, um, everything? You know, uh, Facebook, media. Instagram, and Twitter is Leanne Whippin. Uh, it's a space between Lee and Ann and Whippin. And then um, I start a website that's very basic, but I do. I think I have my calendar on there, um, and that's Leanne Whippin BBQ. And I have a very very, very small YouTube channel. And that's Leanne Whiff and Barbecue, too. I was and getting into the videos for a while. Yeah, pig powders at pigpowder.com. And um, I just approved, um, uh, there's going to be a spicy pig powder coming out. So oh, I approved wow. that. It took a, a bunch of testing and, and cooking on food. And, and I didn't know which peppers I wanted to use to increase the heat on it. And I love it. So a spicy pig powder is coming out. I'm just working on the labels right now. But the formula is done. And then aside from that, I am actually working on um, about four other uh, dry rubs and three different sauces. But that probably won't. That will probably be a year before that's out. So nice it's not work. like it's a big money maker or anything. It's just, you know, it's part of your whole... Oh. Yeah, the whole thing. Marketing thing. And, and not only that, I, I like the recipes. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? Well, well I'm going to go buy some pig powder. So, yeah, for I'll sure. Thank shot. you. Yes, pig powder. Well, the Casey um, Barbecue Store sells it, but I prefer you buy it direct from me at pigpowder.com. And I, I will we'll have do. it um, as soon as we get the spicy done. I'm actually. Uh, moving to another apartment right before I go to the Royal. So realistically, I would say it'll probably be out hopefully before Christmas because I want to have it up and ready for, you know, your holiday shoppers. 
So. Sounds Perfect. good. Mm-hmm. But the pig powder, the oh, regular yeah. pig powder is there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it was great talking to you. I don't want to keep you. We've been on for close to an hour, which has been fantastic. I appreciate um, you guys having me. But, it was fun. No, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Thanks for joining this us. This has been this has been a dream come true for me. So, so no, it sounds anytime, weird, but, guys, oh. really reach out anytime. And I wish you continued success on, on your ventures too, because I know it's a, it's a rough world right now. Um, with all the food costs and yeah, trying to find employees of, and all yeah, that. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't envy you all, but at the same time, I can appreciate what you're doing and you do it out of love of barbecue and just Absolutely. the whole business. 100%. So, I can relate. Yep. So, yeah, all right. Well, you know, um, one one last thing. Um, you know, sure. I used to. So, I'm a master electrician by trade, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I worked for my father, and I was supposed to. You know, I'd supposed to be in work at like eight o'clock, and we'd work from like you know seven thirty eight o'clock to like three thirty four, and every single day I was late, and every single day I'd want to leave, you know, around two thirty three o'clock. Mm-hmm. This I get in. Uh, so Thursday through Sunday, I get in at two thirty, three o'clock a.m., and I'm there until about six, six thirty p.m. And you're gonna you're gonna it, burn yourself out, my friend. That's it's, killer. I ha- I haven't done that yet, but it's it's literally the best thing that I've ever done in my entire life. You know, well, it's, it is it's not like it's work. Your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's you know, and you're doing what you love, you know, and you're doing it to see the 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 joy that you bring on to people serving your stuff. So, absolutely. I hope I don't burn um, myself out, but you know, we'll. we'll you just we'll, can't. I'm just telling you, I it, you physically cannot keep up with that pace year after mm-hmm. year. I, I I've done it, and you will c- finally at some point, and and it's it's going to affect your quality and and your attitude, and it's all exciting when you first do it, and it's great for the first few years, but it it does take its toll on your body, and you just have to manage it and take care of yourself and your family and there are ways that you can make barbecue without having to wake up at 2 30 in the morning and still have it come right off the smoker it's not easy but there are some shortcuts or you you find somebody else that's gonna wake up at 2 30 <laughs> <laughs> yes and, and still then you let them off you let them off you know at, at 10 and you start your day yep. at 10 and then you put in your 10 or 12 hour day but you can't go 18 it's just it's too much the nice part about both of our businesses is we're both seasonal we open mm-hmm. mike opens middle of march we open the end of april um we go till the december he goes till sometime in november so we we each have a few months off during the year and we're also both about seven days good. a week yeah mm-hmm. we're both about hey, seven see, days a week I always did seven days a week. I figure if I'm yep. paying the rent, I'm going to be open every gosh darn day, you know, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and that was just my philosophy, but yeah. Um, good for you guys. Yeah. If it's seasonal, that's manageable. Yeah. That's, seasonable that's and, and not seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, it's doable. Yeah. That's key. So you guys are doing great. Good Try for you. It. And we'll have to have a, uh, another conversation about how to cook great barbecue um, with those tips and, and tricks on not waking up that early. So. Yeah. <laughs> There are a couple little secrets I got. <laughs> um, awesome. Sure. We can have that conversation. All right, you guys, you have a great night. And thanks, right, thanks again for having me on the show. And uh, I guess Labor Day is coming up next, right? So yeah, happy weeks, Labor yeah. Day and all that. Yeah. You too. So. Happy Labor Day. And good okay. luck with everything that you got going on as well. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay, we'll stay in touch. All right, All right I'm gonna sign off. Take care. Okay. Good night. Bye. Bye. Good night. Bye.